Sunday, the 15th of October. stay calm under pressure so that's going to be the topic that i want to discuss today so in the software industry uh, bugs are a fact of life in complex systems that exist in complex environments things can and will go wrong this is just a fact of life as a leader you need to think about how you react when things go wrong an ex-manager of mine who was a brilliant mentor used to say john just present the facts and you can't go too far wrong don't get emotional as a leader, if you panic, then others around you will panic. And if you are calm, they will be calm. You have influence and your example matters. So I think first and foremost, we need to remain calm and we need to set that example for others to follow. There's an old expression, don't startle the horses. If you're approaching a field full of horses, you don't run at them waving your arms because they'll all run away. You approach them calmly and they will be still. So how do we do this with people? How do we ensure that people don't freak out? So let me offer you a high-level process that you can apply in such a situation. The first thing is, don't communicate anything until you know the facts, and tell your team to do the same. It just adds confusion if you communicate unproven facts too early. Secondly, choose a small team of experts and ask them to find the facts, and then stay close to them. Thirdly, when the experts reach a conclusion, you as our leader summarize that and then get them to review it for accuracy. Remember, we're looking for facts here, so accuracy matters. Finally, you communicate the facts of what happened, how it happened, the impacts, and importantly, the actions to the stakeholders. This will help to calm nerves. In general, engineers are not great at communicating because, firstly, they communicate work in progress findings far too early some of which may be false signals. They don't want people to react to those false signals too early. Secondly, they communicate too much detail. They go down rabbit holes into unimportant uh, topics. Uh, they go off on tangents. Um, none of this is helping. It's just adding to the confusion. And then thirdly, they go too deep on the technical details. There's a part of an engineer's mind that wants to explore uh, the topic in great technical detail. Um, some of it is ego. They just want to show that they're experts and they, they know the topic really deeply. And some of it is um, what I've recorded podcasts about before, which is the um, the course of knowledge. So because they have knowledge of these details about how the system works, they assume the audience that they're speaking to has the same knowledge, which of course, in many instances, they don't, especially when it comes to business stakeholders. So they'll always have that temptation to Go, in, go into far too much technical detail, talking about, you know, code and logs and database details and so on. It's unnecessary. It's just nice. So you as a leader need to be a world-class communicator. You need to take the raw facts from the engineers and package them into a crisp summary that anybody in your organization can understand. Because with the facts, you need to build a story. You need to communicate what happened, 
when it happened, what was the exact sequence of events, who was impacted upon, what was the, for example, bottom line impacts, what was the dollar value of what went wrong, and what are the mitigations, what are you going to put in place to make sure that this doesn't happen again. People want to be reassured. Fundamentally, that's the job of a leader in a crisis. You need to calm people, you need to reassure them, you need to remind them that you're in control of the situation and you're going to fix it. So as a summarize, guys, find the facts. Don't communicate anything until it's clear. You need to be rock solid on those facts, so don't communicate anything too early. And then when you have those facts in place, you need to summarize. You need to build a story that's easy to follow. Don't get lost into detail. Just give the important salient facts. And remain calm. If you remain calm, you will influence others to remain calm. Nothing's on fire. Nobody's died. It's not a real emergency. It's just a bug. And bugs are a fact of life when you're working in the software industry. And the reality is when it comes to risk, there's a whole kind of spectrum of people in terms of how risk adverse they are. Some people, if they're very risk adverse, if anything happens at all, it just uh, reaffirms all these uh, fears that they have in their minds that, you know, oh, we shouldn't have taken that risk and now uh, something's gone wrong. That's proven that I was correct, that we should have never absorbed that risk in the first place. So some people have that mindset of, you know, they don't like risk, and when something goes wrong, they tend to overreact. They're the ones you need to watch out for the most as a leader, because they're the ones that are going to require the most amount of babysitting through such a situation. And then others will shrug their shoulders and say, hey, you know, it happens. I'm sure you guys have it under control, and I trust you. I'm just going to wait until you present your findings. Those guys you don't need to worry about. Oh, those guys have your back. And also as a leader, you need to become one of those guys. If you're not prepared to take on risk, you're never going to be able to innovate on anything. Innovation is itself a form of, um, it's a form of risk. There has to be uncertainty uh, in order for innovation to exist. If the results were certain, then you don't need to innovate. It's kind of a contradiction in terms. So if you're building something innovative, um, it's going to go wrong sometimes and it's not going to work right for times and there's going to be issues and there's going to be bugs and you're going to keep on needing to iterate until you get it right. Um, so you need to be working with people that have that same kind of calm mindset that they're not going to freak out every time something doesn't work first time. So apart from that, what else did I do this week? Um, i done some work on grepa.org, which is my, um, my web search engine that I'm building um, as a hobby. Uh, so check it out guys it's uh, at the url grappor.org g-r-e-p-p-r dot o-r-g uh, the backend indexer that i'm using on that um apache notch it's an open source indexer um i've been dealing with a lot of stability issues um, with this for the last few months but i think i finally got on top of it and realized that a lot of my problems were down to just not having enough storage allocated to the servers that i'm running notch on um, now that I've increased that storage, um, it's become far more stable. It just generates a lot of temporary files and generates a lot of garbage, to be honest, um, in the in the temp partition and so on. But it really needs a lot of space. Um, so once I adjusted all of that, um, it's become a lot more stable. It, it's still slow, but at least it's stable. And as of today, I'm now up to 2.7 million uh, web pages um, indexed on that instance. So pretty happy with that. Um, so yeah, check it out if you want to use a search engine that 
it really is private. It doesn't track um, any activity on there at all. Um, and I'm just trying to build a, a simple, a simple web search engine that goes back to the old days of the internet of just, you know, 10 blue links um, in each uh, result page and no ads. There will never be ads. So check it out. In terms of media I'm enjoying this week, I'm still reading Diaspora by Greg Egan. And I've also started to read a biography of Julius Caesar by Christian Meyer. Um, it's actually been really interesting so far, obviously a historically very fascinating character. And I would say in general, if you are interested in becoming a better leader, um, it's worth reading about these big historical leaders from the past. You can learn by their example. You can also learn by their mistakes. Um, so I'm finding that a very fascinating read so far. Definitely recommend it. All right, guys. So I'm going to leave it there. I will talk to you next week. Um, I'm probably going to move these podcasts to weekend recordings going forward because my Fridays are just getting too busy. Um, so I will probably put out these episodes on Saturdays or Sundays going forward. So just watch out for that. Uh, other than that, I will wish you all a great week. Take care. Goodbye. And I'll talk to you soon.